Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Two Towers, one timeline clarifying minute at a time. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. I'm Norman Mitchell. And today we'll be talking about Minute 190. 190. Holy, holy freaking crap. Um, <laughs> holy forkin' hell. <laughs> which starts with the trees uh, wiggling their way away, I guess. <laughs> wiggling. <laughs> They wiggle. They're swaying. But they look like it's wiggling. They're sway swaying. Um, that was a joke for like me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and <laughs> it worked. Um it ends with Treebeard saying last march of the ants, which is like chef kiss. Mwah. Perfect. Perfect. I'm so happy the minute ends there. I'm so happy that line isn't cut in half. Mm. Can you imagine last month? It's like no. Last March, we had some cake. What are you? What are you trying to tell me? <laughs> I have business with Isengard tonight. With rock and stone. Okay, so it's evening. So clearly, he's making a difference between rock and stone. Where I would use those words as synonyms. I would assume rock is... Natural earth. Natural earth and stone stone is worked. worked. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I would assume too, but I just never... This is the only instance I can think of using that term like that. Well, he's like, what, 100% tree? So like... (laughs) 99% tree, 1% whoop-ass. That's what tree being is right now. (laughs) Okay, so they're heading south. And I even made a little compass rose in my notes. (laughs) Because my never-eat-soggy waffles... Will never. See, let I me always down. think of it as news, but spelt like lightning bolt style. Oh no, that's confusing. Like, why wouldn't you go in the circle? I don't know. Because I see four letters, and I'm like, what word can I make? But it's like a what? What's that called? Where you put a word for a letter that stands for it? Uh, a mnemonic. Yes, I think. Or a mnemonic is a general term for. Methods to remember things. Uh, I don't know what it's called. I don't know. Like PEMDAS or like every good boy does fine. Uh, every good boy deserves fudge. No. <laughs> We're fighting. It's East Coast versus West Coast. <laughs> or uh, my very elegant mother just made us nine. What? What'd she make us? Uh, that's the order of the planets. My very elegant mother just made us nine pies. Nine pancakes. Well, it doesn't matter anymore. We're not getting anything. Just no. made us nine. Just made us nine. We're her nine children. They just made us nine. <laughs> the Nazgul. She made us. It, they're talking about Sauron. <laughs> he was very elegant. He made the nine. <laughs> I've never heard that one for the planets. Oh, really? That's the that's the one that I remember from kindergarten. In freshman year of college biology, I memorized one for like uh like genus species, like just like the order in which they go, but like I 
could not remember it for the life of me right now. Well, if someone started it, it probably would kickstart it in your head. Maybe. But yeah, man, the My Very Elegant Mother just made us nine pies. That's the one that I always learned from the planets. <laughs> made us nine. <laughs> Screech! <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh, we got distracted. That's just the Witch King talking to the rest of them. <laughs> My very elegant mother just made us nine. <laughs> Give up the halfling, she-elf. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so they're heading south, right? Yeah, that's what that's what Pippin says. So, well, no, Treebeard confirms it. I always like going south. It feels like I'm going downhill, and clearly he is going downhill. Yeah. That's the joke. Uh, <laughs> so Isengard is to the south, as far as like the screen layout goes, and the horizon that we see in the background must be the east. Is the east. However, it is nighttime. Yeah, or, it tonight. is like going to be nighttime. It's like late afternoon. So why is the sun in the east? <laughs> It goes the other way, I guess. Or someone really wasn't paying attention. I am. Just I notice. Because just like it it because I think I'm just like stuck on this whole timeline thing. Which, if it is tonight, this is pre the start of Battle of Helm's Deep. Because yep. the clouds are in the air. And it's gonna rain. It's gonna rain soon. So this is like a few hours before the start of the battle. But you know, Treebeard says my business is with Isengard tonight, but then this battle with at Isengard totally doesn't happen in the darkness. I mean, we'll get to it, I guess. But, like, so that makes sense if he sends the trees immediately on their way through the course of the battle that they get there the next day when Gandalf shows up. Mm. That, at least, is fine. Being pretty hasty here, Treebeard. I, I know, right? Don't be hasty. But, like... That, that, the, the frickin' horizon, and, like, when does, when is Frodo happening? The same time as this, I guess. Because Faramir's men know that Theoden was headed to Helm's Deep. Or that he was already there. Right. And then they leave with Frodo, Gollum, and Sam. The night before. But which it, would make it seem like this is early morning. It takes place, like... Because when they leave how long, okay, the Forbidden how, Pool with Frodo, Sam, and Gollum, it is night. Right. It's it in the is, middle of the night. It's definitely night because they are sleeping. It and is, it's got that really nice blue night filter. So it's the middle. So that would tell that would tell you that this is the morning. Right. When Maybe they arrive Treebeard at Maybe just is vastly overestimating how much time it's going to take the Ents to get to Isengard. <laughs> it's going to take us all day. He's going to see us coming, but I'm not going to stop. I'm and it, mad. And, and they're there by 1 p.m. Saruman has just sat down with his... <laughs> with his tea. With, his, with two peanut butter sandwiches and a glass of milk. Dude, um, he's got some good stuff in his larder. I don't think he's... I don't think he's moved to peanut uh, butter sandwiches. No, I think... I, I think he would enjoy them. He needs that big glass of milk. He's like, <laughs> it's white like me. Oh, my God. <laughs> On white bread. He's not our mutual friend. Just everything has to be white. <laughs> Oh my god. But no, his tower isn't. Right, but everything inside has to be white. It gives it a good contrast. Oh my. Big obsidian table, all white plates. I mean, that's cool. But not your food. Your food needs to stand out. On That's why plates are white, so you can see the food. 
That's why, know. like, plates in fine dining places are just, like, like white china, because then it calls attention to the food. Mm. Just big, plain white plates. Yeah. It's just like, look how beautiful this food is. Because you don't care about the plate. Mm. You pay, like... A lot of money to eat the food, not look at the plates. plates. I don't understand charger plates. They're accent plates. It's like, look at this plate. Oh, wait, look at the food. Psych. Well, I don't want a plate within a plate. I just want my plate of food. <laughs> well, you're not supposed to move it around. It's a waste of glass. They got they got money for everything, rich people. They're like, I want a plate for my plate. I need a plate for my plate. Yo, dog. Rich people problems. Cue that exhibit meme from, like, ten years ago. Right. I heard you like plates, so I put a plate in your plate so you can plate while you plate. So you can eat off a plate while you're eating off a plate. (laughs) Okay. So, it is at least, like, four o'clock. Let's say. It's it's afternoon. Heading to evening. Yeah. Because he definitely says tonight. Because that would make sense, because I feel like they've been traveling all day south. I don't know. Because the Entmoot... It definitely... Because, like, they spend at least two days in that clearing. In right, but the last time angle. we see them... The last time we see them in Entmoot and Mary's getting ready, it has a night-like filter over it. Right, exactly. So they've been traveling through the day. All night. All night and... Till morning. Oh, butts. Ah! <laughs> and Frodo, Sam, and Gollum leave the Forbidden Pool in the middle of the night. Every time... I get frustrated. I'm just going to scream like Treebeard. Like, (laughs) Put your arms back. Stretch your fingers out. Yeah. Pay no heed to the tiny beings that are clinging to your surface. (laughs) For dear life. Burst their eardrums. Right? It's like, what? And then the ants come out of the woods. Very, like, this Like they were waiting. (laughs) They just come out of an alley snapping. Yeah. This whole section runs counter to everything we know about the end so far. And it shouldn't work, but I guess it does. Yeah. And as soon as Mary sees all the ants, yes. <laughs> so I'm about to watch these trees kill a wizard. <laughs> oh my god. That's scary. Right. The ants are going to wake up and realize they are strong. And then... Then Treebeard's Who says that Gandalf. Yeah, yeah. And then Treebeard gets really pessimistic, or does he? I don't know. Because he says we uh, we very well may be marching to uh, going to our doom, right? But I don't know if he means that in the modern sense of the word, because okay. doom is an old English way to say destiny. Ah. Um... So when the li- when the line was written, I don't know if it's meant to be taken as we're going to our end. Yeah. I thought you were going to say ant, and I was just going to be like, hey, that's an A class, A A plus. But, like, that makes sense, I think. In the context of the movie, it definitely reads as, like, we might go to our death, which... Because I think that's the way a modern English speaker would read the line. Yeah. Just regardless. Because, like, Pippin gets uncomfortable. He, like, shifts and, like, grips the branch tighter. Mm. And Mary is just, like, leaning forward, like, oh, no. Was this a good decision? We'll find out. Yeah. Because they're just chilling on Treebeard's back for most of this. Right. What else can they do? They throw rocks, I guess. They are good at that. They're good at throwing rocks. They are good at that. 
some halfling rock skip champions over here. <laughs> they get that bonus to throne things. Rock and stone. Oh yeah, their dex bonus. Mm. <laughs> Only 3.5 halflings just get a plus one to all thrown weaponry. Oh really? Yeah. That's funny. They get a plus one to throw and stuff. Just because? They're just good at hucking shit. Literal poop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that line. I just wanted to touch on that because I think that's a thing people may not realize that the word doom used to just kind of refer to destiny in general. Mm-hmm. And, and so can, it's not so bleak. Right. And you can see that in uh, some... I, there's a handful of like Shakespeare plays that use the line, use the word to mean it that way. Uh-huh. I'm trying to think of them off the top of my head. I think it's used in Macbeth that way once. I mean, if it's used in a tragedy, uh, both are likely. Uh. Right. <laughs> but the word's meaning is originally more closely tied to fate. Oh, okay. As opposed to, I mean, meaning and end, like, going to your end and going to your fate kind of mean the same thing in also the modern understanding of the word fate. Because the word fatal comes from that. So, this is, so you can kind of see where language came from refer, using those words to refer to destiny to using them in a negative way. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Linguistics. <laughs> Hooray! We learn things. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But I'm wondering if maybe just the way that people set up this scene, they weren't really paying attention to the horizon. When they were just like, we're going south. This is where Isengard is, and this is where we have to film it from so we get a good look at where this miniature is going to sit. Yeah. it. Uh, they play so fast and loose with the timeline anyway. It's just like every, like little breadcrumbs. I'm just like, give me them, give me them, because I need to know. The world may never know. I will figure it out. When I set up my index card thing, I swear to God, I'm going to take a picture of it. <laughs> <laughs> you just write down every scene from the three booklets that came with the DVDs. No, not the not not for Return of the King or Fellowship. Good God, man! <laughs> just the whole trilogy. No, just this movie because this movie is the only one where I'm just like, what? Oh, I'm sure we're gonna find things like that in Return of the King. I promise. Fellowship because Fellowship takes place over such a long span of time mm. that. That's fine. Like, we literally have a traveling montage where they go from, like, green to, like, snow. So. Yeah. And I know that's just from, like. And there are dates mentioned. So, like, it's fall in Rivendell. And then it's, it's October the. What is it? The, the 24th? Oh, dang. We didn't mention that this week. Is it October the 24th? Is it the line? I'm trying to remember now. I don't when remember. does Frodo wake up in Rivendell? It is October the 24th. Boom. I got there. On October the 24th. I'm sad we didn't mention that for Wednesday. We forgot. We forgot. Womp, womp, womp. I knew it was October the 24th because I was like, what what sounds most lyrical to say October the 20, whatever? Yeah. October the 24th. What about 5th? I can hear October the 24th in Ian McKellen's voice. There you go. (laughs) See? Happy Frodo wakes up in Rivendell week. Doesn't Gandalf even... Gandalf mentions the year, too, right? He's just... I think it's the time. Just spits up... Oh, yeah. It's... 10-something in the morning on October the 24th, if you wish to know. 
Something like that. She's just spitting out the facts of the day. Right. Hey, you lazy bum, get out of bed. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you got stabbed or something. But yeah, I'm, uh, I think I'm pretty exhausted on this minute, what I got to say about the stuff going on here. I'm pretty exhausted in general, but I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Hey-o. Yeah, I don't know. The mystery of the... (laughs) The mystery. (laughs) The timeline continues. It was not a clarification at all. Dun, dun, dun. And just so, when they thought they'd get some answers, they did not. No, we just got more questions. Also bees. <laughs> right? Where's the end with, like, a hive of bees living in him? Dude, yes! You just, like, light it off. Well, they wouldn't use fire, I guess. But, like, you just throw a wasp nest Yeah. at an orc's face. Right, where's the end ah! just covered in wasps or bees? It's like, they're my friends. They wouldn't throw them, though. No, but an orc would just roll up on that end and be There are sad. so many freaking ends here. Yes. There's way more than we're at the end moot. Well, there's only nine nine at the end moot or ten or eight. Oh, so they just send representatives. So, yeah, and then these are just all the ends in Fangorn. They just, what? I guess they were just waiting. Because I guess the, the implication really is that the ants pretty much only live in Fangorn Forest Coming now. out of the trees and now I'm feeling just fine. <laughs> <laughs> the last march of the Ents. Yes. Uh, Is their last march? They're not going to see March next year. No, stop that! <laughs> stop it! Oh my gosh. Okay, so we're from the website duelinggenre.com. Check us out there, as well as the all the other wonderful podcasts on that site. And for all of your movies by minutes related needs, go to moviesbyminutes.com. Uh, special thanks, as always, to our Patreon associate producer, Ed Foster. I hope everyone has a good weekend and a uh, safe pre-Halloween weekend. Party smart. And we'll be back uh, on Monday to talk more about The Last March in the Ants. Bye. Bye.